0: Hey, welcome back to the Thunder 6 Podcast. I am your host, Ben Kreider. Today, we're going to be covering probably one of the craziest nights of the NBA in the past couple months. So much happened, particularly with our organization, but just all around the league, there's been so much going on. And the season's closer than, you know, a lot of us imagine. It starts December 22nd. We have free agency starting a couple days after the draft. The draft is on Wednesday of next week, and trades become available on the 16th. It's the 12th right now, so a lot is going to be going down in the next coming week or two. It's going to be awesome, and there's probably going to be a lot of podcasts coming out. It's just going to be rapid fire, move after move after move. I'm going to try my best to keep up. Anyways, we are going to start the podcast off with the Thunder finally hiring a head coach. Now, my last episode, I actually was covering who I thought was rumored to be in the conversation. I didn't even mention this guy. I had Mo Cheeks, who at that point, he had already been with Chicago, so he's off the list. I believe I narrowed it down. I mentioned the Sydney Kings head coach. I didn't specify him by name. It was Will Weaver, and he came in. I I believe it'd be an interview. Um... He came in from Sydney to OKC a couple times. So the assumption was, and I was really mad after the podcast because I was like, wow, I should have wrote more about Will Weaver. I didn't even mention his name. I thought, hey, he's probably going to be that head coach. Uh, No, it turns out he's not going to be the head coach. And some of the other people I had, Anthony Grant from Dayton. I actually liked that idea a lot. Um, Didn't happen. So that's that. There were a couple other people I threw out, like Becky Hammond, Kenny Atkinson. Um, they, they weren't there either. I'm not even sure if they got interviews, to be honest. Instead, what we get is the assistant coach of the Thunder from the last year. He's worked with the Blue. He's been our he was our head coach there, I believe for around five years. It's Mark Dagnald. and he was hired yesterday. And in classic Presti fashion, nobody even had this guy on the radar for the most part. I definitely believe there were some newspapers who wrote about him. But it's not like they had him as the number one target. There's no way. You just kind of say this guy could be it, this guy could be it. No one definitively said Mark Dagnall is in the mix. It was kind of just, hey, maybe they move up one of our assistant coaches he's relatively young he's only 35 years old he's had experience for a fairly long time he's been coaching basketball for 13 years and I believe he was the manager uh, of his college whenever he was there I don't know if that would count as coaching experience or not but he's been he's been coaching for a very long time he started when he was 22, and if you even want to count his time managing the basketball team in college, 18, I guess. That would be 17 years. That's pretty crazy. Almost half his life he's coaching basketball teams. So it's kind of, you know, is out of nowhere he comes in. I actually really like this move just because of the age. He has the experience. We might as well try him out. He did great with the blue. If you look at who came out of there. Lou Dort, I mean, are you kidding me? I don't think he was with them. He was an assistant last year. Or this, yeah, this past year. I'd assume that he did do some work with them, though. And then the past five years, I mean, we still had guys going in and out of there. Uh, in and out of the G League system. So I believe maybe that player progression he did in the G League will translate. And that's a trait that Presti probably likes in him a lot. His ability to develop. And I think ultimately that's what this decision came down to. Who does Presti think can develop the team and also develop his coaching skills? Because with this signing, I think it's one of those things where this is the first sign, the first real sign. Obviously, there's hints here and there, like the speculations there, that we're going to completely blow up the team. This is the first sign that we are, I think, blowing up the team. We go from Billy Donovan, who had a prestigious career in Florida. A little shaky with us until this past season. He's gone. Do we get another established coach with some NBA background like Kenny Atkinson? No, we get Mark Dagnall. And I think it's a nice shot. Uh, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I think if it works out, we're going to be with a ton of young guys. Might as well have a young coach. If it doesn't work out, um, it is what it is. I don't expect the team to be getting crazy wins these next couple seasons, so you really can't blame the coach if that if our win column's not very high. I think it's all about developing these next two to three years, and I'm really excited for it. He has the resume. He was at Holy Cross, Florida, the blue, and then our assistant coaching assistant coach reconnected with Billy Donovan. He worked there in Florida and then he came to the Thunder. So he has connections through the organization. Billy Donovan's gone now, but he's familiar with the team. It sounds like if Presty likes him, if Presty wanted to, you know, grab him up, that must mean he has some really good traits to him. He's not just gonna hire some random coach. You know, he has he looks he looks into people a little bit. I think this could be one of the little diamonds in the rough, a gym. No one was really speculating that he could be the coach and now he's the coach. We'll see. It's gonna be really fun to see how he runs this team. I mean, we have a lot of young pieces. We have we still have Chris Paul, Schroeder, Adams, Gallinari. He's probably a sign in trade guy. We still have those guys as as well as the young pieces. Are they still going to be on the team? I don't think so. And that's going to go into what we found out yesterday. And that is, Chris Paul has been talking with the Phoenix Suns about a potential trade. And he's actually been able to talk to the franchise. Normally, it's considered tampering when a player does this. The Thunder are fine with it, they give him permission. I think that's all you need to know i think the thunder and paul mutually agreed that this is probably a time to break up honestly i really loved last year and if we did it another season it would be really fun to watch i think in terms of the future this is a really good long-term move because all our players are at such high values we cash in right now and our future is going to be a lot brighter than if we stick it out this season we make it to like the second round we're gonna. I would think we'd probably be in the playoffs again. I think we'd win a series if all our guys stuck together. We almost won against the Rockets. I think we'd have another successful season, but in terms of long-term, that's not going to help us. Chris Paul's going to be to the age where, I mean, he's already 35. Imagine trying to trade him when he's 36 years old. That's not going to happen. He's not going to be worth what he's worth now. Schroeder, probably not, if he sticks around. Kalinari no. This needs to be the time where we trade everybody. And it looks like Chris Paul is okay with that now. So Phoenix has openly had discussions with Chris Paul about trades. And I had the Phoenix Suns on one of my lists whenever I was mocking up trades for Chris Paul. I think that was my first podcast that I made. I had the Suns. In the out of reach category. Now originally I think I actually had them. I didn't really have them as out of the reach. I thought that they had enough. I just didn't think it would really fit either team. That's why I just put them in that area. My point was with that deal. The Suns. With Chris Paul on that team. The big three of Booker. Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton that's a nice big three to have I think that's a top five seed in the West it's not a contender though and I think a move like this is to satisfy Devin Booker because he has not had any real success in the NBA his biggest success was the bubble and he's been around for a long time he was in the draft with Cameron Payne and that feels like forever ago just to put things in a perspective he's been in the league for a while and hasn't seen really any success a move like this for them it would give them a nice it would give them a nice big three they still have guys like mikhail bridges um i believe who is there oh yeah cameron johnson he's a nice sharpshooter for them he'd be going into a sophomore year you got you have guys like sarich as well that'd be nice um for them to try that. Obviously that makes them into a contender. A do I believe a championship contender? Let's let's just think. Would they beat the Lakers? I don't think so. Would they beat the Clippers? I think with that roster, maybe. I think it would go to 6 or 7 games to be a coin flip on who wins. The Denver Nuggets I don't know. We'll have to see. The Nuggets have a little bit of things to deal with in the off season. If they can retain all their guys, I'd maybe give the to Nuggets. If they make it out of the West, I believe they would probably win. There's just so many stacked teams in the West right now. I didn't even throw in the, the Rockets, which are going to implode in this next week, I think. The Mavericks, who are just on the up, so we never know what's going on with them. It They're definitely a top five team in the West, without a doubt, with this big three. The question is, is it a contend is it going to get you a championship? Are you going to be throwing that conversation? I honestly don't know. I think what it yeah, what it comes down to is do they want to be pushing for a big playoff spot this season or do they want to run it back with their core of guys plus that number 10 pick? Because they played excellent in the bubble. And they may not want to change things. Ricky Rubio is still on a very good contract. He was putting up great numbers for them whenever he was playing. Kelly Oubre is still only 24. He's a guy who pretty much has to be thrown into a trade as well as Rubio. Kelly Oubre has been just a straight-up scorer for them. Those are two great guys. They, they are positive assets to the team. And with their roster right now, they're still going for a playoff spot. Just how high? And are they going to be contender without Chris Paul? Absolutely not. I don't think so. If they want to be a contender, they make this move, and then they maybe try to flip another, make a second move. Get another dude for the bench. Solidify that bench. Or get a another, yeah, yeah, you want to solidify that bench. Or get another maybe small forward to help out Bridges a little bit. Fill those weak spots in. But, yeah. They have a, they have a lot to think about, and looking back at it, it makes sense why they want to do this um do they have the assets that we want per se that number 10 pick is really nice my original deal that i had was ricky rubio kelly Oubre, and their 2021 first round pick for chris paul and that pick would have been a mid first round pick i think now people are saying that a pick would include the number 10 pick which is crazy to me that would be awesome. One thing that I have heard, I don't know if it's from a confirmed source or not, it's that we don't even want Ricky Rubio or Kelly Oubre Jr. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't want Ricky Rubio. Kelly Oubre, he's still 24. He's a young guy. I wouldn't mind having him. Does he fit the timeline perfectly? Not really. So it does make sense. The main thing that I read was they want picks right now, which... Yeah, I get that. Um, Yeah, they want picks right now. So, with that information that we have on Chris Paul being interested in the Suns and um, us wanting young guys and not wanting Uber and Ricky Rubio who pretty much have to be thrown into this deal to make salary work, there needs to be a third team involved and possibly even a fourth team. And there were reports that if there was a deal, the Mavericks would want to be thrown in, and so would the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, here's the deal. I'm okay with the Mavericks, and I think the Mavericks might have to be in a deal. Because Courtney Lee is on a cap hold right now of about 18 and million. dollars. And for us, that's awesome. A cap hold is pretty much, you throw him into a deal, we're not going to be paying him. We really aren't going to be paying him, and I don't even know if he would be on the team. He's just kind of thrown in to make money work for our side. And he'd be going to us, just to clarify. If there was a potential deal, the Mavericks would give us Courtney Lee, and then we'd just figure out all the rest. They'd end up getting Ricky Rubio. they get a point guard. And then that fourth team would be getting Kelly Oubre. Um, Now, I don't think the Clippers could even get in a deal. I don't know how this is even in the realm of possibility. What pieces do they have to get a 24-year-old who has shown a lot of promise? He's scoring like 18-19 points per game averages. Who are you gonna give up? I mean, you have Patrick Beverly, I guess. You have second-round picks. What else, really, man? I don't know. Um in terms of their assets, it would be Shamit. I think he'd be tradable. Zubac. I don't even think he'd be movable. He's their starting center. Would you really do that to get Kelly Oubre? You think you can replace Zubac? I don't know. Um, outside of that, the only other person I can think of is Lou Williams. I mean, Montrez Harrell maybe, but he, his contract's over with. He's just a cap hold at this point. That's the same with Marcus Morris and Mo Harkless, who really don't have any value at all. Their main piece that They'd even want to trade as Shamit. I don't think they'd want to touch Lou Williams in a deal. I don't think they want to throw in Zubach. We already have all their future. So if I'm Sam Presti, I'm not talking to the Los Angeles Clippers at all. And I'm going to make sure that no one else talks to them. I don't want the Clippers to have a bright future. I want them to be terrible and us to get all their picks. I mean, they're unprotected. We want the picks to be super high. Why on earth would we allow them to be in a trade where they get better it just doesn't make sense I don't want to talk to the Clippers regardless I don't care what the move is honestly I'm not talking to them I don't really want to talk to the Rockets either their picks actually look really really good now but yeah I don't really want to talk to the Clippers I don't know how they'd even be in the mix with just they don't have anything now I still wanted to try to create trades I don't want to just say the rumors And then go on to the next thing. I like kind of digging in and trying to come up with my own mock trades. And it was kind of cool. Obviously, my trade, the Phoenix Sun trade that I had, Rubio, Ubre, 2021 first for Chris Paul. That's kind of a basic deal. I didn't really have to think too hard on that one. I think Bleacher Report actually had that exact same trade. So I guess that's a good sign I'm doing something right in terms of mocking these up. But for a four-team deal, this took way too long because I tried with the Clippers and all these players were just scattered all over the place and I finally got a trade to work and I was just looking at the screen and I'm like, this sucks for everybody and that's not how a trade should work. I don't want to have Rodney Magruder on our team. I don't want Jamichael Green here all these random fillers all over the place. I mean, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to force a random four-team trade with the Clippers and the Mavericks. However, I can make a trade with the Mavericks. I'm swapping out the Clippers for the San Antonio Spurs. So here's my crack at a four-team deal. The Thunder is receiving Courtney Lee, DeJounte Murray, the number 10 pick in this draft, and the number 11 pick in this draft. The Suns are receiving Chris Paul, Dwight Powell, and the number 31 pick in the draft. The Mavericks are getting Rudy Gay and Ricky Rubio. And the Spurs are getting Dennis Schroeder, Kelly Oubre, and the number 18 pick. So in terms of what they're giving away, the Thunder are giving away Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder. The Suns are giving up Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, and their number 10 pick. The Mavericks are trading Dwight Powell, Courtney Lee, their number 18, and their number 31. And the Spurs are trading DeJounte Murray, Rudy Gay, and the number 11 pick. Now, I almost made it so that the Thunder would be getting the number 18 pick in the draft. And the Spurs would be getting our 25th pick. But I kind of backed away from it because DeJounte Murray, he's only twenty-four. I think his value is not super duper high because there is some flaws in his game that I'll go into. I just couldn't really, I I couldn't do it. I think them getting the 18 and us staying at 25 is just fine. So if we're looking at the new Thunder roster after this deal, we are absolutely gutted at point guard. Now, our, our star point guard in Chris Paul and our star six man are both gone. And ideally, I kind of like separate trades. We do a trade with just Chris Paul on it, then another one with just Schroeder. But here, I kind of just wanted to get a four-team deal in, and I think this is somewhat realistic. I don't know. Both of them are not in the future. I think with Schroeder, there's there's a question mark on if he should be staying with the team or not. Here, I just want to do the whole blow-up everything. With this new coach, I'm like, let's just make this scenario where everyone with value is off our team and we just have young guys. So the point guard, it's, I have Shea. Uh, I have him playing point guard now. DeJounte Murray's a point guard, and I have him playing six-man. Now, you can make the case that Murray should be the point guard and Gilgis Alexander should be shooting guard. I completely get that. What happens to Lou Dort? Does he go to small forward or does he stay on the bench? And I For this, I'm not really going to worry about it. I have SGA playing point guard. Murray comes off the bench. At shooting guard, we have Lou Dort. He gets to start. He showed way too much. There's no way I want to put him back on the bench. I think I saw on the um, the depth charts online. They have Dort off the bench, and it does make sense because of um, the regular season, all these guards that they had in. It maybe puts him on the bench. He might have been playing small forward in that Rocket series, honestly, so he could play small forward. Baisley is the small forward right now, and he could get bumped up to power forward. Um, Seeing as how the power forward right now is Danilo Gallinari. He's off the team if this happens. Don't get it twisted, guys. He's kind of just there because he's not in the deal. I think he's a sign-in trade, or he just walks. He's not going to be in a Thunder jersey next year if this happens. So you could do Murray, SGA, Dort, Baisley, and then the center is still Steven Adams, who I'm thinking maybe could be thrown into another deal, get us a better draft pick. Um, That's just kind of my idea on it. But yeah, the starting five for right now, is SGA, Dort, Baisley, Gallinari, big question mark, and then Adams. Murray, Diallo, who is on a team option, I think he's he's going to be picked up. He's shown, he's shown flashes here and there. Um, I think that's enough for where we're at. A couple flashes, that's all we need for the most part. Nader, he's also on a team option. There's not really a potential with him. He's kind of just this role player that if you can give him 10 to 12 minutes and he's not going to completely destroy your team his play style is really weird man i'll tell you whenever i kind of like the tempo with the thunder we were like so fast paced with all these guards last year and i was all for it we had Gallinari the stretch four adams kind of killed it just because he's like so immobile most of the time and nader he's pretty immobile too but he he still gets buckets like i don't understand his play style i'm not a big fan of it but i can't hate on the results he gives some nights some nights i'm like dude can we please put in someone else and then other nights he just balls out and i really can't complain so um yeah nader he's staying i think we're gonna pick him up for for where we're at he's a good guy to just have off the bench you know Mike Muscala is a free agent next year, and he also, he's on a player option. If he wants to be part of the process that we're going to be having, he can stay with us. He's a great stretch four. I think if we blow it all up, he might look elsewhere. In terms of money, I don't really know if he'd be getting big numbers. He's, like, barely getting above a minimum deal right now with us. So he could just leave and get around the same money on a contender I wouldn't be shocked if he did it and he played so well with us I'd be content I think it would be leaving on good terms if he moved New Noel he's a free agent next year or this year sorry wow I'm just getting so confused with that but yeah this year so in like a week or two he's gonna be a free agent I think if we like every single team is going to want him. Nerlens Noel was a steal for us these past 2 years and if he wants to stay good on him I think it, I mean with all these contenders calling his name, he's going to get one of the MLE's. He's going to get a mid-level exception, I think. And if he takes one of those good on him, if he wants to play for a bad like a mediocre to bad team, there's going to be people offering him more than that. He could take one of those. The Thunder might offer him, but ah, uh, I don't know. I'd be happy to have Noel back on the team. And if Adams is gone, Noel would be a cool starter to have, like honestly, with us. He's still kind I mean, he's still kind of young, and he's shown he sometimes he plays better than Adams does. So, he's a lot better than people think I think it now he was a little bit under the radar teams have picked up I think every fan base is like we should sign Nerlens Noel for cheap now so yeah I don't I think he he's as good as gone to be honest with you our third string there's Courtney Lee's technically on the team I I don't really think he'd be on our roster he's just kind of there just because he needs to be there to make money work so Ferguson's coming off the bench uh I mean, yeah, Ferguson's just there. He might play here and there. But we have the 25th pick. Actually, let me go in the order from highest to lowest. We have the 10th pick from the Phoenix Suns. The 11th pick that we get from the San Antonio Spurs. And then we still have our 25th from, yeah, we just don't move it. Here we can get. Do we want to trade up and get Lamelo? There's rumors that we do. Uh we'll see if that actually happens or not. But yeah, we get two. We get Dejounte Murray, who's a 24 year old point guard. He is shown like fla- like sometimes he plays well. Other nights he sucks. Some of the, the knock on him is he really doesn't have a consistent jumper, which i think for our roster our point guard needs to be able to shoot the ball and he needs to have good decision making skills and one of the issues with murray sometimes is he he has turnovers and then just finishing in general so these red flags are kind of big regardless he's still a nice dude to have with his age the 10th and the 11th pick is the big deal here um we'd have to see where they would go with this just looking at the roster they'd almost certainly need a forward because i'd say galinari has gone muscala very well be gone would ba- i think basely Basley might be moved up there but yeah there's an issue at the small forward power forward spot no doubt and then with the center position you still have adams what is he going to stay with the team i don't know at the point guard position do you want sga to be your point guard of the future if so, you don't have to take one. If not, you might need to try to search for trade-up options and get LaMelo Ball. If Presti likes what he sees in him, I mean, he has he's shown a great deal of potential whenever he was in Australia. If he can live up to that, he'd be really good to have. Or you could just say, let's just tank and see if the lottery goes our way. We could get Cade Cunningham next year. And that would... I mean, I would love if that happened. I don't know if the odds would be with us. I think the the draft picks right now, the value is relatively low. I think everyone's regarding this as like one of the weakest, one of the re- weaker drafts we've had in a while. So if we like a dude, if we like Lamelo, just snag him now. The price would be low to get a top three draft pick. Yeah, we could get Lamelo and put him at point guard, and then. We have 11, 25. You can still get um another guy or two. So with this deal, this is the obvious. We're rebuilding two lottery picks. You still have pick 25, and you get DeJounte Murray, who could be a nice guy off the bench or maybe get some starting minutes. I don't know. Yeah, for us, that's just the rebuild. And for a rebuilding package with Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder, i don't think that's too bad um for the phoenix suns their starting five is chris paul devin booker mikhail bridges cameron johnson deandre ayton that big three is nice cameron johnson was an absolute sharpshooter last season in the bubble bridges he's been he's been decent with them um so that starting five is above average and just the amount the impact chris paul has I could see him elevating Devin Booker, Ayton, Everyone on the team is going to play better tenfold, right? Particularly, I'd say Cameron Johnson. He's the he's kind of a stretch for. Chris Paul will get you open. We saw it with Gallinari. We'd see it with Cameron Johnson. So they're a playoff team, top five playoff team. Off the bench, Rubio's gone. So Cameron Payne is getting NBA minutes again, ladies and gentlemen. He played good in the bubble. Now he's gonna have to play in the regular season. Ty Jerome would be the shooting guard, which um, honestly, I don't, I don't think he's like crazy. He's a decent dude to have off the bench. A really nice dude to have on your bench is Dario Saric, and he maybe could be, he could debatably be the starting power forward. Here, I think he'd be better off the bench. I like Cameron Johnson being that stretch four off on the starters. Saric can stretch the floor a little bit too, but the mobility of Johnson is just way higher than Saric. That's why I would give him the edge personally. And at center, you get Dwight Powell, who is very, very underrated. Uh, and you also have to factor in, they're getting the Dallas Mavericks number 31 pick in the draft, which their whole is the small forward you try to snag a small forward um patch that up a little bit that's a playoff team right there is it a title contender i don't know but you're definitely a lot better than you were earlier where you had rubio and Ubre in the 10th pick so yeah that gives them a a lot better of a, a a current roster now for the mavericks their issue has been the point guard position you fill it up with Ricky Rubio. He's that ball handler. He can get you open. He is on a really nice contract. I believe it's an expiring contract, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Mavericks are able to keep him uh, keep him around. So Rubio would be your starter. Luka Doncic is back at shooting guard. There were, you know, he had to play point guard at times. That's not an issue. He moves up to shooting guard again. Dorian Finney-Smith is that small forward. I think Tim Mardaway Jr.'s, obviously better i want to put him off the bench though just for this scenario Christophs for is the power forward that's awesome and willie collie stein who is a free agent is your center now would willie collie stein say if yes then that's your starting five if no christops gets moved up or you could have maxi kleber come in we saw him do that in the playoffs he did a fine job so it'd be Kristaps at power forward or Cauley-Stein there. Uh, if Kali stein has gone, we'll just promote Kleber. The second unit, it could be J.J. Barea or DeLon Wright. And you're going to see they're kind of jammed at the guard positions with this trade. Maybe they try to get another guard out of there. But I think that had to be a separate thing on its own. DeLon Wright or J.J. The start or the backup point guard. You can flip those. Without a doubt, Tim Hardaway Jr. is your sixth man. He's the shooting guard off the bench. Justin Jackson's your backup small forward. Rudy Gay is going to be your backup power forward. That's a nice veteran to have. He's going to be getting shots up for you. A nice scorer off the bench. They could totally use that. And then if Kleber is your guy off the bench, you have him there. If he's the starter next year, Bobon's your backup center, which is not a bad thing at all. And then your third unit, the two guys left over would be DeLon Wright or J.J. Barea, either or, and then Jalen Brunson. They lose out on both of their picks. Um, But other than that, really, that's about all they have to give up. Dwight Powell, he's a good dude to have on your team. That's their... That's their only player that they're giving up, really. Um, Him, the picks. Courtney leads the throw-in. He doesn't really have a role on that team right now. He's not going to have a role with the Thunder. He's one of those guys that you just pick up at the end of free agency. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. That would make them better. Just showing up that point guard spot with Rubio. Now, the Spurs. This one is interesting. I had a Dennis Schroeder trade um lined up with the Spurs I had this in a previous episode and I'm kind of just adding on to it because I do like that idea for them personally if I'm their GM I'd want to try to tank um but with the guys they have now maybe they do want to run it back and with this deal they have a much better roster I think for the future the starters will be Dennis Schroeder DeMar DeRozan Kelly Oubre, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Jakob Purtle. That's a nice starting five. Um, does it put them back in the playoff conversation? I don't think they're one of those teams that are locked. I think now the they're proposing that the uh, new playoff system. They st- they're going to continue those playing games. I forgot if it's just the eight and nine or if they're expanding it to seven and ten. I think that's a top 10 team in the west without a doubt are they top eight top seven i don't know about that one they're definitely not top five teams they're not top six i think their range would be around seven to ten with this team that's an improvement with them um kelly Ubre, still only 24 years old with popovich uh running the show down there how much better could he get he could become a lot better uh, he had a huge spike from Washington to the Suns. He played so much better. Move him from a situation with the Suns to the Spurs. You could see him averaging 20 points per game next year, guys. And Schroeder, he's a much better player than DeJounte Murray. That's that shot creator. Kelly Oubre hits shots, too. That kind of helps minimize the issue with DeMar DeRozan where he can't hit. LaMarcus Aldridge can hit shots. Pirtle... He's just kind of that dude you have at center. They're kind of. I think they kind of need to fill in that spot more. I think they have that 18th pick from the Mavs guys. So That's a nice That's a nice range for them to grab somebody. Their second string is Derek White, who he's a three-level scorer. He can he can be a playmaker. He showed in the bubble he can honestly be a starter. So that's a really good guy to have. Lonnie Walker. Is your backup shooting guard? You still have Quendary Weatherspoon. Keldon Johnson's a small forward for the Spurs. And guys, I wanted to make it so that maybe we could get Keldon Johnson. He showed a lot of promise last year, and I could see him having a breakout season with the Spurs. I don't think the Spurs would want to move him. Lucas Samanech is their power forward. He got picked last year, and people were like, people didn't have high expectations for him. He really hasn't shown a ton, but the thing with him was it would take a few years to develop. Metu is their center. It's whatever. And the 18th pick. So you fill in somebody. The Spurs get better. They have Ubre, who can develop with you. Schroeder's a starting caliber point guard. That starting five is solid. That's a solid team next year. That's not a bottom in the West team by any means. And you still have guys off that, that second unit. Lonnie Walker and Keldon Johnson in particular. I think have a decent amount of room to grow. So they can still build. They These guys will get minutes. If they don't want to take the automatic tanking route. This is probably their best option. And they still don't move that back in the draft. The 18th pick is not bad guys. And people really think that they would rather have a mid to late round first. Than a lottery pick. Just because of. The questions with this draft how good are the people in the lottery compared to outside i don't know maybe the spurs don't really feel too fond about the guys in the lottery this is the perfect move for them if they don't feel that way if they feel like they want to pick outside the lottery they would take that now that's my big four team deal that i have for you guys some other teams that were interested in chris paul were the los angeles clippers and again it's like you probably can't even trade for kelly Oubre. How on earth do you think you can trade for Chris Paul? He's one of the best point guards in the league right now. And there's a mutual interest between Chris Paul and the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard has been trying to recruit him. My thing is, how do you even make a trade with the Thunder? I wouldn't want to trade with them. Presti knows the deal. It's not like he's clueless about this. I'd want to move him to the Suns over the Clippers. I mean... I'd move to the Knicks. The last team I'd want to trade to is the Clippers. They, We own their future. Why would we make their future better? Their trade... Their untouchables would be Paul George uh, and Kawhi. Now, just for salary purposes... the Kawhi and Paul George take up so much room... That these other dudes on their team... They have to throw in so many guys to make money work. Just for a straight one-on-one deal. And I didn't even try to make one because... I just realistically think money, the money would never work out for them. Shamit's a dude, Zubach, Lou Williams, their second round picks. Marcus Morris, Mo Harkless, and Harrell. They will not stay on the team. They don't have enough. They couldn't trade. I really don't think they could trade for anybody, honestly. Not for Chris Paul. Who are they going to trade with to get a good player? I don't know, man. They're more in the... They're more in the Westbrook conversation than ours. Without a doubt, Chris Paul has a way higher trade value than Westbrook. His market value tanks so badly. I don't think he's not going to get nearly as much as we get. So, And Westbrook wants out, guys. He said there were tweets coming out from Shams yesterday that he wants out. And the team's interested. The Hornets, Clippers, and Knicks. I don't think the Clippers can outbid those two, but between Chris Paul and Westbrook, they have a better shot at getting Russell Westbrook. And there's the funny thing is with Westbrook, he wanted to get a floor general rule like he had in OKC. I will say he kind of did screw them up a little bit because they centered the whole team around solving his issues with not shooting, and now he wants out after a year. That's kind of a douche move. But he just doesn't like how they play, and Rockets fans everywhere are just complaining about Russell Westbrook. Oh, he's the reason that you know they're—he's the reason all these teams are failing. I think he gets a pass with this one because when PJ Tucker's your starting center, do you really expect to be getting a championship off that? I don't know. I really don't. I don't think it's his fault that they lost this past year. Should I think they should be trying to trade and I trade for more players i don't think westbrook should want out but he does shoot and i think he's gonna get moved if he's demanding the trade harden doesn't want out westbrook does we'll see what they do here because it's a pivotal moment with them do they really want to try with harden still there or do they want to blow it up and get a brighter future but we still own regardless of that we still own their picks in the future but they're protected one through four so if they're straight up tanking, we may not see those. Those turn into two second round picks. We may not even see those. If they want to play, you know, if they want to roll the dice and just completely rebuild, they'd get so many assets from Harden and Westbrook. Not so much Westbrook, but from Harden. They get so many assets, and these draft picks, if they convey one through four, they're they've got it good. They're going to have a nice rebuild. If it's outside the top four, they're, they're a little bit screwed. I don't see them completely tearing it down just yet. Um, But if Westbrook has to go, he has to go. They're not going to get any stars for him. At least I don't believe that's the case. His contract kind of sucks. But we very well could see Westbrook in another jersey, guys. He, He doesn't like how they run. He wants to be the floor general again. We'll see how it goes on his next team. And now oladipo is another dude who wants out and all these reports are coming out from yesterday guys there was a little bit of inklings on oladipo wanting out not from yesterday but before that he wants out now and there was a tweet i really don't know how credible the guy is but the report was he was telling the raptors the heat and the knicks teams can he play with them right in front of his teammates If I hear that, if I'm on your team and I hear you saying that to the opposing team, hey, can I play with you guys instead, I'm not going to like you. I think the bridges have been burned, if that's actually true. I don't think the players like them. The organization has definitely been tipped tipped off, if that had really been the case. Oladipo would be gone. And, you know, whenever I was... People were thinking Chris Paul's destined to go to the Bucks. There are other guys saying, "You know what? I think Oladipo's more fit for the Bucks than Chris Paul is. He's more fit for the Knicks than Chris Paul is. Oladipo's a dude that you probably will see. I, I think it's more likely he's on the Knicks or the Bucks than Chris Paul is. I'd be willing to bet that Chris Paul is likely going to wind up in Phoenix, but we'll just have to wait and see, guys." There's definitely going to be another podcast coming out soon. There's so much happening in the league, and I'm going to keep you updated with it. But with that being said, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I will talk to you guys next time. See ya.